0: So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. It is 1056 AM Central Daylight Time. It's the 9th of June, 2021. This is episode 434 of Bitcoin and the Legislative Assembly of the Republic of El Salvador. Considering, 1. That, in accordance with Article 102 of the Constitution of the Republic, the state is under the obligation to promote and protect private enterprise, generating the necessary conditions to increase national wealth for the benefit of the greatest number of inhabitants. 2. That, under Legislative Decree Number 201, published in Official Gazette No. 241, Volume 349, dated December 22, 2000, the United States dollar was adopted as legal tender. Three, that approximately seventy percent of the population does not have access to traditional financial services. Four, that it is the obligation of the state to facilitate the financial inclusion of its citizens in order to better guarantee their rights. Five, that in order to promote the economic growth of the nation, it is necessary to authorize the circulation of a digital currency whose value answers exclusively to free market criteria in order to increase national wealth for the benefit of the greatest number of inhabitants. And six, that, according to the previous considerations, it is essential to issue the basic rules that will regulate the legal course of Bitcoin. Therefore, decrees the following. Chapter one, general dispositions, article one. The purpose of this law is to regulate Bitcoin as unrestricted legal tender with liberating power unlimited in any transaction and to any title that public or private, natural or legal persons require carrying out. What is mentioned in the previous paragraph does not hinder the application of the Monetary Integration Law. Article 2. The exchange rate between Bitcoin and the United States dollar, subsequently USD, will be freely established by the market. Article 3, prices may be expressed in Bitcoin. Article 4, tax contributions can be paid in Bitcoin. Article 5, exchanges in Bitcoin will not be subject to capital gains tax, just like any legal tender. Article 6, for accounting purposes, the United States dollar will be used as the reference currency. Article 7, Every economic agent must accept Bitcoin as payment when offered to him by whoever acquires a good or service. Article 8, without prejudice to the actions of the private sector, the state shall provide alternatives that allow the user to carry out transactions in Bitcoin and have automatic and instant convertibility from Bitcoin to USD if they wish. Furthermore, the state will promote the necessary training and mechanisms so that the population can access Bitcoin transactions. Article 9. The limitations and operation of the alternatives of automatic and instantaneous conversion from Bitcoin to USD provided by the state will be specified in the regulations issued for this purpose. Article 10. The executive branch will create the necessary institutional structure to apply this law. Final and transitional provisions. Article 11, the Central Reserve Bank and the superintendency of the financial system shall issue the corresponding regulations within the period mentioned in Article 16 of this law. Article 12, those who by evident and notorious fact do not have access to the technologies that allow them to carry out transactions in Bitcoin are excluded from the obligation expressed in Article 7 of this law. The state will promote the necessary training and mechanisms so that population can access Bitcoin transactions. Article 13. All obligations and money expressed in USD existing before the effective date of this law may be paid in Bitcoin. Article 14 Before the entry into force of this law, the state will guarantee through the creation of a trust at the Banco de Desarrollo de El Salvador or the Ban Seal, the automatic and instantaneous convertibility of Bitcoin to USD necessary for the alternatives provided by the state mentioned in Article 8. Article 15, this law will have special character in its application concerning other laws that regulate the matter being repealed any provision that contradicts it. Article 16, this decree will take effect 90 days after its publication in the official gazette. Given at the Blue Hall of the Legislative Palace, San Salvador, on the 8th day of June, 2021. What was that? Well, if you've been living under a rock, El Salvador approves law making Bitcoin a legal tender. I thought it would take months, at least weeks, but hell no. They had this shit drafted and ready to go through Congress like shit through a goose and it went right through the goose. It is now law in El Salvador. Let's get more on what happened from Peter Chihuahua writing for Bitcoin Magazine. According to an announcement from President Nayib Bukele, the Congress of El Salvador has approved a law regulating Bitcoin as legal tender. He announced that 62 out of 84 votes approved the measure. Bill text also shared by the president indicated that the purpose of the law is to regulate Bitcoin as unrestricted legal tender with liberating power unlimited in any transaction and to any title that public or private, natural or legal persons require carrying out. The law text also indicated that the exchange rate between BTC and the USD will be established freely by the market. Tax contributions may be made in Bitcoin. Exchanges in Bitcoin will not be subject to capital gain taxes and that every economic agent must accept BTC when offered unless they do not have access to the technology that would allow them to do so. Quote, the state shall provide alternatives that allow the user to carry out transactions in Bitcoin and have... Automatic and instant convertibility from Bitcoin to USD if they wish, it read. Furthermore, the state will promote the necessary training and mechanisms so that the population can access Bitcoin transactions. It's time for us to... Start schooling, people, y'all. It's not immediately clear what platforms or services El Salvador may leverage to help its citizens on board to Bitcoin. But Jack Mallers, the founder of Lightning Payments Platform Strike, helped Bukele announce this forthcoming law of Bitcoin 2021 event last week. <clears throat> During the announcement, Mallers said that he was helping El Salvador establish the necessary infrastructure for its citizens to utilize Bitcoin before the law is enforced. The Banco de Desarrollo de El Salvador will create a trust that can guarantee automatic and instantaneous conversion of Bitcoin to USD. All obligations and money expressed in USD existing before the effective date of this law may be paid in Bitcoin per the law text. The law will take effect 90 days after the forthcoming publication in the country's official gazette. So it's coming, y'all. So if you were... If you like have a, I guess that means that if you have an invoice payable in USD as of right now, when, if you don't have to pay it right now and you can wait until it's law, you can then pay it in Bitcoin, which I think is actually amazing. Honestly, guys, there's a whole lot of stuff that was amazing in that bill. The fact that it was three pages long, the fact that the, 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 the language was so clear and so simple, you can use it to pay your taxes in. You have to accept it unless you physically can't or technologically can't. And they're going to help get you to a point where you can accept Bitcoin. I I could go on, but we've got other other fish to fry here. But it should be noted that um, the Member of Parliament, Lord Fusitua, is on board with Bitcoin. So who the hell is Lord Fusitua? Well, apparently... He's part of the kingdom of Tonga and he's got laser eyes and he's got Bitcoin in his bio, uh, the hashtag. So it's got the little uh, Bitcoin symbol at the end of it. Uh, I haven't heard about Tonga in a long time, but we've got all the small countries see the way out. And this is what Christine Lagarde was telling the World Economic Forum and the International Monetary Fund about when she said, if they have an exit, they will use that exit. All these small countries, they're going to exit, All right. This goes back to the Star Wars scene where Princess Leia is talking to Lord Tarkin or whatever, or Governor Tarkin on the Death Star, and she says quite plainly, and it's true, the tighter you squeeze, the more systems will slip through your fingers. It's like trying to hold on to mud right? You have to be very gentle gentle holding mud. And if you try to squeeze it, it'll just go right out every gap that it can. And that's what Christine Lagarde is, is scared of. And that is exactly what's happening right now, right now. And it started with El Salvador. So there's a caveat though. Some people have been talking about, um, let's see here. Some people have been talking about uh, what the United States IRS would do now that Bitcoin is going to be a legal tender in El Salvador, because the some people were suggesting that now it becomes a foreign currency and the entire landscape of how that's taxed uh, for, for the U.S. Um, if you're dealing in foreign currencies. Uh, and it, some people have said that it's going to change its tax landscape. Other people say that it's not. So let's let's sort of look at the at the uh, con side of this news. And of course, I always have to all, all I have to do is go to Decrypt to get the shitty stories about Bitcoin. But it's it's still relevant. Okay. So Decrypt's Aaron Jank is writing this one: El Salvador legal tender move unlikely to change U.S. tax on Bitcoin, says former IRS counsel. As Bitcoin is poised to gain legal tender status in El Salvador, some U.S. crypto traders and investors are wondering whether the decision comes with tax implications for them. A viral Reddit post published on Sunday claimed Bitcoin's legal tender status in El Salvador could have huge U.S. tax and reporting implications. It argued that the move could lead the IRS to treat Bitcoin like a foreign currency, allowing a $200 tax exemption on each transaction involving Bitcoin. Not so fast, former IRS senior counsel Roger Brown Brown told Decrypt. It's true that an obscure tax rule, Section 988 E, allows a $200 tax exemption for gains in personal transactions involving foreign currencies, those with legal tender status in any jurisdiction, but that exemption applies strictly to currency fluctuation gains in personal transactions like buying a cup of coffee or a car not to profit motivated transactions like speculative trading, explained Brown, who is now global head of tax and regulatory affairs at blockchain software company, Data, or data company, Luca L-U-K-K-A. There's no similar treatment for Bitcoin at the moment because it's not a foreign currency. As a result, when you spend your Bitcoin, say to buy a car, you pay capital gains tax up to 37% on the difference between how much you paid for the cryptocurrency and how much you cashed it out for. Focusing on the $200 tax exemption for Bitcoiners, then, is mostly fruitless because the vast majority of trading and investing in Bitcoin is associated with transactions for profit instead of for personal purchases. However, there's a bigger issue lurking, suggested Brown. If Bitcoin were to become a foreign currency for U.S. tax purposes, any trading or investing gains will have an ordinary tax character under a different part of Section 988 of the tax code. That means any Bitcoin gain is taxable at the highest statutory rate for individuals regardless of the holding period. This is in contrast to the current tax treatment of Bitcoin, which gives a lower capital gains rate for assets held longer than a year. So for most Bitcoin traders and investors, the current status of capital gains tax is more preferable because the tax rates are generally lower than they would be if Bitcoin were treated as ordinary income. So be careful what you wish for. Quote, El Salvador Making this move is a wake-up call that elevates the question of what makes something a currency, Brown told Decrypt. In March of 2014, the IRS issued a notice stating that cryptocurrency is property rather than currency for U.S. federal income tax purposes. It also noted cryptocurrencies aren't legal tender in any jurisdiction, which is a precondition of being labeled a currency by the IRS. Brown does not think the IRS would make such a sweeping change in the application of the tax rules to Bitcoin transactions just because El Salvador has decided to adopt it as legal tender. Important though it may be, he said, El Salvador isn't on the level of the European Union or another major economy. If more and more countries were to declare Bitcoin as legal tender, however, then the IRS would have to take a harder look at when something rises to the level of a currency for tax purposes. Apparently, us in the United States gets to tell the rest of the world what is and is not a currency, I guess. But the IRS could also rule out Bitcoin as a currency for tax purposes on other grounds. According to a definition from the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, one criterion of currency is that it is customarily used and accepted as a medium of exchange in the country of issuance. The IRS understands money issuance in the narrow sense of printing money according to Brown, so the El Salvadoran government mining Bitcoin in mass wouldn't alter this requirement. The IRS would also focus on the notion that a currency is backed by the full faith and credit of the sovereign. Bitcoin is neither due, Bitcoin is neither due to its decentralized nature. The IRS has no immediate comment, as it doesn't generally discuss hypothetical legal questions with the press. Probably a good idea, honestly. The US Treasury, which sets tax policy, couldn't be reached for comment by press time. The IRS takes a long time to reach tax decisions, so Bitcoiners shouldn't expect an official announcement anytime soon. The takeaway for Bitcoin users, Brown warned, is that seeking to claim a $200 exemption on Bitcoin gains may be met with an IRS challenge. Okay, so there's the con side of this of this discussion about, you know, Bitcoin is now going to be considered a foreign currency. Uh, personally, I think it's all, you know, it's all, I I think the arrogance of the United States is starting, is going to be deflated here pretty quick. And God knows it needs to be. Oh, man, we've just done so much damage. Along along with our friends in the European Union, uh, Australia and New Zealand, oh, uh, God. God, we've done, a oh, in Canada, by the way, we've done a, an immense amount of damage to the world structures. And there, there's, just, there's just no blinding yourself to that. I mean, I'm, I'm pro-America insofar as I'm pro the citizenry, but just watching the federal government of the United States detach itself from anything that even resembles American ideals has been a really hard road for me. Because it's like I have to say the things that people will automatically go, well, if you don't like it, then move. Well, I'd actually rather Texas just bail out of the United States and we somehow or another reform the whole union under another structure of a federal government that somehow somehow ha- was basically chained to the ground where we were able to hold its feet legally to the fire every single day without really having to do a whole lot of work for that. Uh, I know that's just it's a pipe dream. I get it. But you, you get what I'm saying. I'm not bashing America. I am bashing the United States federal government. That's my enemy. It's not America. It's not Americans. No, don't, please don't get me wrong. I really do not consider the United States federal government as an American institution and haven't for a long time. I don't think they have been since at least 1913. I've said that before. I will probably say it many times again. All right. Bitcoin miner Pulin immortalizes El Salvador's BTC adoption on the blockchain. Uh, Osato Namayo is going to tell us about it from Cointelegraph. As is par for the course for Bitcoin, El Salvador becoming the first nation state to adopt the cryptocurrency as legal tender is now immortalized on the blockchain. Yay! Data from blockchain explorer service Blockchair shows block 686,938 bearing the message, aprueba la ley Bitcoin, meaning assembly approves Bitcoin law, which is the front page headline carried by El Salvadoran daily Dario El Salvador on Wednesday. <clears throat> Poolin, the third largest Bitcoin mining pool by hash rate, was responsible for mining the transaction block that contained the message. As previously reported by Cointelegraph, El Salvador's legislature, yes, we know, we, we get it, we get it. Uh, reacting to the growing trend, Chris Bernsky, partner of blockchain-focused venture capital fund placeholder VC, tweeted that move could be a means for Latin American nations to strike back at dollars in debt. Earlier this week, former United States President Donald Trump said he didn't like Bitcoin because it was competing with the U.S. dollar. Poulin's commemoration of El Salvador's historic Bitcoin legalization move comes over a decade after Bitcoin creator Satoshi Nakamoto etched the Times front page headline from January the 3rd, 2009 on the blockchain's Genesis block. The Times 03-Jan-2009 Chancellor on Brink, Brink of Second Bailout for Banks. We have all seen that one many times. A few blocks in the Bitcoin blockchain also contain messages and other references meant to memorialize certain occasions. When block height 6... 166,666 came around back in January. The winning miner included a verse from the Bible quote, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good Romans 1221 in April. Coinbase had Bitcoin mining pool F2 pool embed a New York times article in block number 679,187. So the El Salvadoran headline now rests immutably along with the famous chancellor quote and others that are meant to uh, memorialize certain events in bitcoin that thing's going to be like a freaking calendar in fact that would be interesting if any of you guys that are like i don't know autists uh wanted to actually build a calendar out of what's going on in the blockchain like a calendar that we can use as like an actual calendar going forward in the future based on what's happened in the past. That would be pretty cool, man. And if you were to etch that into like wood or something like that, I'll bet you, I'll bet you'd go for big bucks over there on scarce.city. Okay. Uh, Bitcoin's monetary superiority is guaranteed by physics. So we're getting out of the El Salvadoran stuff and into a little bit more of just straight up Bitcoin uh, Mind over Matter has this one for Bitcoin magazine. Everything in the observable universe is ultimately governed by the laws of physics. This includes everything from observable phenomena at the cellular and molecular level to what we can observe in the most distant of galaxies. At its most simplistic level, this centers around energy and energy as a state of matter, something that cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred between entities, which is the first law of thermodynamics. One of the least thought of ways that energy is present in our world today until the advent of proof of work in Bitcoin is how the concept of energy applies to money. Despite this, monetary energy is arguably the single most important practical implementation of energy transfer in the world today because it's the signal of all of the work that people individually and collectively perform transferred from our physical selves into the world. As a practical example, to build a bridge, it takes work from the people that are building that bridge as they are transferring energy in the form of physical labor to build that bridge <clears throat> and are expecting energy in return in the form of getting paid, bitch. The distinct problem that we have today is that the monetary energy in the world is fundamentally distorted to the point where the signal is completely broken. Central banks have routinely bailed out Cantillion insiders and distorted the real cost of capital through interest rate manipulation. This has caused all understanding of monetary value to be lost. Monetary energy can only function optimally in a totally free, uninhibited market. The further distorted the markets become, the less real signal the monetary energy produces, and therefore, real productivity becomes distorted from that signal. Practically, what this means is that monetary energy can no longer be transferred across time in a reliable manner. Salability of energy is a key factor in not distorting the monetary energy because I need to know that my purchasing power is going to be worth relatively the same today as it will tomorrow. Otherwise, it will naturally force me up the risk curve to try to preserve my monetary energy. How do these ideas circle back to physics? As mentioned above, one of the key concepts of physics is thermodynamics. The third law of thermodynamics states that a system's entropy naturally approaches a constant value as it approaches absolute zero, that is, the lowest limit of the thermodynamic scale. Randomness in systems tends towards the thing that can create order out of disorder. For monetary energy, this would mean seeking the highest signal out of the noise. Bitcoin combines the first and third law of thermodynamics. It is an entirely engagement, or sorry, emergent system born out of maximum disorder. This isn't just theoretically true, it's practically true as evidenced by the state of the fiat world. Ultimately, Bitcoin will absorb the majority of the store of value uh, store of value energy on the planet because it has the hardest monetary properties: salability, fungibility, censorship resistance, and proof of work. Proof-of-work being the most important of these because it satisfies the first law of thermodynamics and therefore guarantees that the third law of thermodynamics brings the majority of the monetary energy existent into the network. Bitcoin isn't a perfect monetary system. It's simply the best monetary system the world has ever seen. This is why, on a long enough timescale, the majority of the world's monetary energy will be stored on the Bitcoin network. It's simply the natural laws of the universe that make this inevitable. The short-term exchange rate will fluctuate, often dramatically, as the world assigns various probabilities to the ultimate accrual of monetary energy by the hardest monetary network ever created. But Bitcoin doesn't work based on a probabilistic function. It works based on a deterministic one. The short-term exchange rate represents the discounting that the world's population is collectively placing on the laws of thermodynamics playing out. However, anyone that understands these fundamental truths knows that the conclusion is built into the protocol and the emergent systems that develop around that protocol. While HODLers wait on the world to get all caught up, they can rest easy knowing that Bitcoin succeeding isn't a human question. It's a question of energy transfer of entropy. And the laws that we know emerge from those guarantee its ultimate success. Not a bad piece. I, uh, you know, I mean, you could it's possible to take that and just pick it completely apart i suppose but there's some pretty good salient you know salient arguments in there because all all information is ultimately a form of energy <laughs> indeed all mass is ultimately a form of energy there is nothing that you can point at in this universe no matter how small and no matter how large and be able to f- say that it's not made out of energy that would be that would just be flat untrue everything from the sheet rock that's paneling my walls to the paint that is on my wife's canvases when she makes a paint does a painting to the glass that is in the windowsill or keeping the rain out of the windows and all that kind of shit it's all pure energy and that's just the mass part of it what about information (laughs) information is energy too and at that point, you get into sort of the philosophy of science, and I don't want to do that because that's kind of a scary rabbit hole insofar as it's really just as deep as Bitcoin, and I can really only inhabit one or two rabbit holes at a time, so I won't go get into it. But still, information is also energy. If information was not energy, it would not be able to be created. It would not be able to transit space and time, and it would not be able to land on something that remembers what that information was, whether it be writing it down on a piece of paper or just telling it to another human being. And monetary stuff is information, just like the the piece was talking about. It is telling us what things cost. And when you introduce a shit ton of noise into that system, the signal of the transmission or the signal that is the information that you need is washed out by a whole bunch of white noise and you it, all of a sudden it's like static and you don't know what the hell's going on. This is not good for markets. This is not good for me being able to figure out what the hell an eight foot stick, a two by four actually costs because last year it was $2.50. I think we're pushing nine bucks today, something like that. I've seen it as high as 12, but I'm pretty sure it's going to, you know, it's probably never going to go back below five. Uh, Until it's priced in Bitcoin, in which case it will force goods and services to become deflationary because that's just the way Bitcoin is going to work. Okay, MicroStrategy news also. Complete oversubscription to the MicroStrategy new offering of bonds so that Michael Saylor can purchase yet even more Bitcoin. Yes, I'm concerned about this guy. I, I, I have to be. I don't trust billionaires. I can't imagine why, but I don't trust billionaires. MicroStrategy boosts the latest note offering to $500 million after receiving $1.6 billion in orders. Tyler LaRoche is writing this from yesterday, so we'll have to see what's actually going on here. Uh, But he's writing this for Bitcoin Magazine. Software intelligence firm MicroStrategy has reportedly raised its latest note offering from $400 million to $500 million bearing an interest rate of 6.125%, which he should have done 6.15, oh my God. You missed it, Mike, you just flat missed it. Oh well, it will fund more Bitcoin purchases by the company according to a recent report by Yahoo Finance. MicroStrategy released an announcement on the pricing update. The company received a large number of orders totaling $1.6 billion from hedge funds according to Yahoo Finance, prompting the company to increase the note sale from $400 to $500 million. The significant amount of interest for MicroStrategy's recent junk bond sale comes as the price of Bitcoin has decreased by more than 40% over the last month. Recent mainstream news narratives have apparently hampered Bitcoin's price movements, yet institutional investors seem unbothered. As bids for notes from MicroStrategy, a company that holds 92,000 BTC in its corporate treasury, have been massively oversubscribed. But, and here's the big but, it is important to note that, though the company received a total of $1.6 billion in interest, this does not mean that the company will sell $1.6 billion in bonds to buy Bitcoin with as CEO Michael Saylor and company may see the annual debt service at that amount as unserviceable. The company predicts that after deducting purchaser discounts and commissions, as well as other expenses, the net proceeds will be $488 million. The recent move comes after the company recently announced the launch of MacroStrategy, a new subsidiary that will manage its Bitcoin holdings. So the takeaway are two things. They got their phones were burning up. Their switchboard switchboards for their phone system probably just flat melted down because they're like six point, or $1.6 billion in, in open interest is pretty, pretty large. But, and this is what I appreciate by, you know, from Tyler LaRoche kind of digging into what that $1.6 billion oversubscription means. Yes, they were oversubscribed. But they weren't gonna sell all $1.6 billion. That's just the amount of dollars that showed open interest in buying these notes that which is odd that they're going at an interest rate because if I remember correctly, the last time they did a tranche, there was no interest rate offered. It was just straight debt. And I don't know. So we'll we'll have to see what what actually occurs. Uh, we'll have to wait. And I haven't seen it yet. If, if he's announced it, it's because I'm doing the podcast right now and I haven't seen it. But we got to wait for what uh, Michael Saylor actually says in his announcement, because that's what's going to get entered into the books for the SEC. And speaking of numbers, let's run some. cnbc.com forward slash markets because the market is open. Major indices are mixed, uh, mostly down though. S&P 500 up 0.07. NASDAQ is up a quarter. Uh, Dow Jones is down 0.15. The FTSE is down 0.2. The Nikkei is down 0.35%. The Hang Seng is down 0.13%. The Shanghai is the only Asian market doing well, I guess, up 0.32%. So there you go. All looks like all the bonds uh, got pushed down except for the two-year. So the yield on the 10-year is 1.5%. The 30-year uh, note got pushed down to 2.17%. The five-year is standing at 0.75%. The two-year note did get a bump, but you're talking about 0.002% to the upside. Coming in at 0.15%, and the three-month, which is kind of a ridiculous thing, is unchanged. Oil down 06 so it was, oh, this morning when I was setting up the show, it was at 70 like $70.10. It has now since gone down below the $70 mark to $69.63 for West Texas Intermediate. Natural gas is also down, but it's still coming in at $3.12 for 1,000 cubic feet. Gold is down 0.05%. It's coming in at $1,893.30. Silver rallied by 0.86%. You can get it for $27.97 an ounce. Uh, Real money, uh, Bitcoin is at $36,283.82. Man, this is one hell of a roller coaster ride, y'all. Two hundred and twenty-five thousand transactions performed in the last twenty-four hours gives us nine thousand three hundred transactions on average every hour. One point four million BTC were sent in that twenty-four hour period. Sixty point oh, no, I'm sixty points. Sixty thousand eight hundred and sixty-seven. Uh, BTC are being sent every hour on the hour with the average transaction value being 6.5 BTC and the median transaction value eking up 2.025 BTC or $909. Block times seem pretty well targeted, 10 minutes to and four seconds. We have 0.22 BTC being taken in fees on a per block basis and 31.7 BTC taken in fees overall in the last 24 hour period. With a, holy shit, with a 16.4% bump in hash rate, we're sitting back at 166.65 exahashes per second. And your shitcoin indicator is Dogecoin being 31 pennies. It should be 0.31 cents, but it's not because scumbags are all over the place. Oh, wow. 27,000 transactions are waiting on 19 blocks to clear. Uh, We have... This is $680.9 billion in market capitalization, and we're back to 5.53% of gold, gold's entire market cap. We can now buy 19.2 ounces of shiny metal rocks with our one Bitcoin, of which there are 18,730,935.25 in circulation. 1,465.9 of those are in the Lightning Network, with a capacity value of $53.3 million, being run over 11,820 nodes, representing, God dang, 49,018 channels. Uh, Percentage of Tor capacity of the Lightning Network is back up to 63.3%. That means that there's 927.6 BTC in the Tor side of the Lightning Network, and there are now well over 6,000 Tor nodes that we can see Oh, and uh, Clark Moody's dashboard is giving a price of 36375 Taproot is going to activate. I know it is, but we still have to wait for 317 more blocks to be absolutely certain. We have 98.23% of blocks signaling four, and uh, we only have 27 non-signaling blocks, uh, 1,498 blocks in this difficulty period have signaled for. I'm calling it today like I called it yesterday. Taproot is going to lock in on this difficulty adjustment period. That's going to do it for vitals. Welcome to part two of the morning roundup. After Googling it, CFTC boss says DeFi is a bad idea and Probably illegal, which they'd use likely. Brian Cornby is the one who didn't use likely illegal in this piece from Cointelegraph. Let's get into it. This was yesterday, by the way. Dan M. Berkovitz, Commissioner of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, or the CFTC, believes DeFi derivatives platforms may contravene the Commodity Exchange Act, otherwise known as the CEA. Speaking as part of a Tuesday keynote address dubbed Climate Change and Decentralized Finance, New Challenges for the CFTC. God, the hystericist Oh, God, he's just like stand-up comics at this point. Quote, not only do I think that unlicensed DeFi markets for derivative instruments are a bad idea, but I also do not see how they are legal under the CEA. End quote. Berkowitz noted that the CEA requires futures contracts to be traded on a designated contract market licensed and regulated by the CFTC. However, he asserted that no decentralized finance platforms are registered as DCMs or even SEFs. During the keynote, the commissioner emphasized the need for regulators to become familiar with DeFi derivatives and other applications amid the booming growth of the sector. He referenced the huge amount of of liquidity pumped into the market over the past 12 months, noting that now you're talking real money. (laughs) There needs to be stringent regulation in place to protect DeFi customers or consumers. I say let them burn, dude, but whatever. Quote, given the explosive growth of this sector, federal regulators should become familiar with this new technology and its potential uses and be prepared to protect the public against misuse. End quote. Interestingly, Berkowitz references a Wikipedia definition of DeFi and notes that his research was based in part on a Google search, end quote. It's an, or begin, quote, it's an umbrella term for a variety of financial applications in cryptocurrency or blockchain geared towards disrupting financial intermediaries, end quote. Jacob Frenick, co-founder of CoinMetrics, was quick to criticize the commissioner's research, noting that he needs to do more, adding, quote, For all these reasons, we should not permit DeFi to become an unregulated shadow financial market in direct competition with regulated markets. The CFTC, together with other regulators, need to focus more attention to this growing area of concern. And so that's the quote that was given by Jacob Frenick. And he goes on to say, I'm not sure which supporters of DeFi you spoke with, but the core value proposition is absolutely not to cut out intermediaries, simply to offer investors more control over their investments. The guy's a shit coiner, dude. So just be aware. Further, you seem confused about what DeFi actually is and how it operates. He's actually probably not confused, or at least not as confused as the rest of us who are looking at why somebody would buy sushi to trade for peach coin to get yield on pancake swap with, I don't know, bunny coin because none of this shit makes sense to me either. This, I, I, I literally, I still can't find somebody who will tell me how to take a house loan out on DeFi because that's what finance is supposed to be for it's be able to finance things in the real world, not this continuous digital shit show. So, Honestly, the CFTC commissioner is probably rightfully confused because there's no real value there until somebody starts really working on how to do this, financing the real world on the outside of the computer from within a decentralized financial system. Well, then, okay, because if I can go get a loan for a car, that makes sense. If I can get a loan for a house or a farm or I can take a small business loan and have have that done then okay. But i I sure as shit ain't gonna do it on fucking pancake swap or sushi swap. I guarantee that. Cause that shit's just, they're just getting hacked left and right. Anyway, continuing on. The commissioner warned that the embrace of unregulated entities from the shadow banking system may result in competition with regulated entities, leading them to assume either more risks in order to generate higher yields or to seek less regulation to level the playing field. Quote, in my view, it is untenable to allow an unregulated, unlicensed derivatives market to compete side by side with a fully regulated and licensed derivative market, he said, Berkowitz questioned the argument put forth by DeFi proponents that cutting out intermediaries can offer investors better returns and more control over their investments. He argued that intermediaries such as banks, exchanges, futures commission merchants, payment clearing facilities, and asset managers have developed a banking and financial model over 200 to 300 years that reliably supports financial markets and the investing public. End quote, quote. One of the key reasons our financial system is so strong (laughs) is the legal protections that investors enjoy when they invest their money in U.S. markets, most often through intermediaries, he said. Okay, I'm not going to come out on the side of DeFi, but I am going to say this. Fuck them. Not DeFi, I'm talking about this dude. This statement right here developed a banking and finance model over 200 to 300 years that reliably supports financial markets and the investing public. And then the other one, one of the key reasons our financial system is so strong are the legal protections that investors enjoy when they invest their money in U.S. markets. For the great guts and feathers, you're not able to chase enough yield to offset inflation unless you are, ding, 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 accredited investor, which means that you've got over a million dollars already and you ain't you, you, honestly, you're not hurting. Right? So I guess what I have to do here is say that when that if a credible system of decentralized finance becomes evident through the lightning network and possibly the liquid network and it's credible you're not just changing you know this token and buying that token to get yield on another token for another token that gets yield on yet a third token and you can do flash loans but you can't actually flash loan a house you flash loan other tokens all right okay when that's done and we're actually looking at finance in the real world then I will become interested in DeFi. Right now, I think it's just a shit show. It's a dumpster fire in the center of a circus, and it's filled with burning clowns is all I see right now. But if it becomes credible, then I will champion DeFi, but it's got to actually be credible because the system that, that I'm looking at right now is just is ridiculous. Okay, another shitcoiner in the news. Why am I doing it? Well, because I'm, we're witnessing the cannibalization of one shitcoiner off of the other shitcoiner. It's like they're vultures circling each other, just waiting for a reason to pounce. Meanwhile, this is why Bitcoin Definity founder takes aim at Ethereum's complex Layer 2 solutions. Samuel Hague outlines it in Coin Telegraph. Dominic Williams, founder of Definity. And its internet computer has slammed the scaling solutions put forward by Polkadot and Ethereum for offering a disjointed user experience. The self-described blockchain maximalist criticized Ethereum's burgeoning ecosystem of second-layer scaling solutions, describing Ethereum as starting to resemble a ridiculously elaborate Rube Goldberg machine of layer-2 cloud applications. Williams asserted layer twos cause points of friction for Ethereum users and exposes them to counterparty security vulnerabilities, emphasizing that more than half of Ethereum's nodes are hosted by Amazon Web Services. Quote, a lot of these proof of stake networks today that people invest in are really just layer two applications of cloud. We find that pretty disappointing. Blockchain shouldn't be running on Amazon Web Services where they can steal the validator keys and do all sorts of bad stuff. Okay. Williams asserts that when a user accesses a blockchain through the cloud, they have to download MetaMask from Amazon or something that lets them be tracked. He sought to contrast this with Definity's Internet Identity Protocol, that he claims can't track you, bullshit, unlike MetaMask and many other services downloaded from the App Store. Definity's founder emphasized the numerous friction points and steep learning curve impacting the user experience on Ethereum, stating, quote, If you want mass adoption of blockchain, you can't require people to install MetaMask and then have to buy some Ether from Coinbase. That's ridiculous. People need to interact with blockchain without having tokens. Tokens come later. That's a really big problem. Oh, not as much as your understanding of blockchain. Quote, on a traditional blockchain, you're sort of fiddling around creating these transactions through MetaMask or something like that, and it's just not a good user experience. Williams also took aim at Polkadot's forthcoming sharded parachain ecosystem, likening its relay chain to a centralized toll-free hub, mediating among disparate blockchains. He also criticized its vision for sharding as failing to ensure fungibility between smart contracts. Quote, DeFi is so successful on Ethereum because these smart contracts exist in a seamless universe and they can all plug into each other. Everybody can extend everybody else's system. Since its discrete mainnet launch in December of 2020, Williams claims Definity has been poorly understood by the broader crypto community and the subject of rampant FUD on social media, lamenting that poor marketing from the project has done little to fix his situation. Despite the purported FUD storm, Williams asserts, the internet computer will have more users than all other blockchains combined by December of this year. So one shit coiner ripping the throats out of other shit coiners. Why is this important? Because all you got to do is sit back and watch it unfold, dudes. You don't have to fight Ethereum. Definity guy is going to do that for us. You don't have to worry about all this crap because they're just going to tear each other down to the point that you know there's going to be some survivors. Ethereum will be one of them. Litecoin will be another. God forbid Dogecoin will be out there. But the great guts and feathers of the 10,000 coins that are circulating around right now, they're all going to zero. And they're all going to tear each other apart to get there. It's a race to the bottom for these people, and they don't even understand it. This is why I Bitcoin. This is why you should Bitcoin. You know Ethereum. You Bitcoin. Okay. So, New York. uh, Looks like they're kind of bending the knee here a little bit. New York State Senate approves a watered-down bill targeting Bitcoin mining emissions. Uh, This is from Coindesk's Danny Nelson. A brewing fight over crypto miners' carbon footprint escalated Tuesday after New York Senate or state senators moved to effectively bar new Bitcoin mining operations from plugging directly into the state's carbon emitting power plants. The watered down bill, which originally sought to freeze all cryptocurrency mining centers in New York for up to three years, heads to the state assembly with a more tailored focus. Now, only prospective mining firms on proof-of-work blockchains like Bitcoin and Ethereum that seek to set up shop within carbon-producing electric plants would be blocked. Check this out. At least one such plant, the one run by Greenridge Generation, is online in upstate New York, but because it is already running, it would appear to be exempt from the bill. Senators also ditched a three-year sunset provision, limited its scope to new projects and existing operations that are seeking to increase their rig count, and beefed up calls to document miners' statewide environmental footprint, they nixed any mention of cryptocurrency from the final bill. Quote The annual global energy use of proof-of-work authentication is equivalent to the country of Sweden and exceeds the energy consumption of all global activity of major tech companies like Amazon, Google, and Facebook combined, the bill asserted, which they're wrong, but whatever. With more miners coming to New York and existing operations like Green Ridge's Upstate Mining Center seeking to expand, the bill said increased emissions from proof-of-work authentication could imperil statewide efforts to slash carbon emissions. It also invoked a less talked-about environmental downside of power plants. Their use of water to cool equipment could damage nearby aquatic life by raising the water temperature of lakes. The bill states the following quote, the department shall not approve a new application for or issue a new permit pursuant to this article for an electric generating facility that utilizes a carbon-based fuel, and that provides in whole or in part behind the meter electronic energy consumed or utilized by a facility that uses proof-of-work authentication methods to validate blockchain transactions. So they are actually in the process of bending the knee. Okay, they weren't going to be able to get the bill through the way that they originally wanted it, which was a complete moratorium on everything, basically. So, but that knee, that knee is going to touch the ground. I guarantee it. It's it's just a matter of time before New York figures out that they've completely destroyed their financial future. Iranian president calls for the legal framework of crypto trading. Uh, Aaron Carmen is writing this one for Cointelegraph. Iran is looking for ways to introduce... a legal framework for cryptocurrencies while Bitcoin mining remains under embargo in the country. During the cabinet's Economic Coordination Board meeting on Tuesday, President Hassan Rouhani emphasized the need to legalize cryptocurrency activities to preserve and protect national interests. Rouhani said, the country must pay attention to the legal and technical requirements regarding crypto and digital currencies. And noting the risks of cryptocurrency trading, Rouhani stressed that people's awareness in this field is necessary to avoid unprofessional entries, quote, for legalizing the activity of cryptocurrencies and protecting people's capital in this area, we must think of a solution as soon as possible and lay down and communicate the necessary laws and instructions, end quote. Rouhani called for a joint study between different parties to establish a legal framework for cryptocurrencies. The responsible agencies in the field of capital markets should cooperate with the media and cyberspace in the field of information education and public awareness about the phenomenon and its instructions and laws he said he also clarified that crypto mining is still prohibited until the end of the summer and that the ministries of communication and information technology and energy are responsible for cutting off power to these centers Last month, the country's Ministry of Energy announced that crypto mining with household electricity is not legal and thus home miners will have to pay heavy fines if discovered to meet the needs of increased domestic electric consumption during the hot summers in the country. Iran recently put a nationwide ban on crypto mining until September. Okay, so there you go. Now, everybody's favorite Bitcoin company that you love to hate, BlockFi set to increase valuation to almost $5 billion through new fundraising. All right, what is BlockFi? Well, you can take a loan out on your Bitcoin and they're you know sponsors of several podcasts in the space, but honestly, they have not been acting, in my opinion, in the best interest of Bitcoiners. So why are we here today? Because they're growing which means that they're going to be able to screw up more and more people's lives. I'm telling you, there's only one reason to ever take a loan on your Bitcoin, and that is to be able to do something in the real world that does not affect a capital gains tax, right? So building a business, like let's say that I wanted to start, uh, I don't know, like let's say I just wanted to barbecue all day long and I, I, I needed to buy a mobile barbecue rig and a truck to pull it. Well, I can list that as a business expense and pay for all the licensing and all the regulations that I got to get uh, to run a restaurant, you know, or a mobile restaurant and do all that. If I were to cut out some of, my, some of my Bitcoin and sell it on the open market, I can only use what's left over after capital gains tax to to do that. If I take a loan on it, well, that's different. And I don't have to take capital gains tax. The problem is that unless you're an idiot, you know, Bitcoin is volatile and I don't know the extent of damage that was done to the people at BlockFi that had loans or were taking loans when the price was $64,000 and then dropped 50%. I don't think anybody wants to talk about what kind of savagery actually occurred because that's some sad shit, right? Don't do it. If you are going to do it, you better do the math and you better do, you bet if you don't know what the math is and I can't help you there, you need to go find somebody to tell you exactly given, given the volatility of Bitcoin, given how much money you need and how much Bitcoin you have, what is the safest route possible for you not to lose your Bitcoin and still enjoy a capital gains tax free loan. To build a business or buy a house or something like that just be aware but let's find out more blockfi a wealth management and trading firm for cryptocurrency holders is in talks to raise a new series e funding round of 500 million which would bring the company total valuation to nearly 5 billion dollars the updated funding comes a few months after blockfi announced in march that it closed on a large 350 million dollar series d funding that valued the company at $3 billion. BlockFi's new projected valuation is $5 billion, about 66.7% higher than the March valuation. The New York City-based startup is in the late-stage talks with new and existing investors to the capital. Uh, according to two people familiar with the deal talks, the information reported was on June the 8th. Separately, BlockFi invested in Block Damon. The leading independent blockchain infrastructure platform, which announced on June 8th, that it itself had closed a $28 million Series A funding round. Funding for Block Damon, uh, Block Damon was led by venture capital company Greenspring Associates with participation from Goldman Sachs and BlockFi themselves, to name a few. Quote, blockchain is a key driver of innovation in the financial services industry and Block Damon is powering its infrastructure. We are excited to join them as they continue to provide institutional grade blockchain technology to all that want to leverage it, said Ollie Harris, North American head of digital assets at Goldman Sachs. Be careful, people. Be careful. This is a way to lose all your Bitcoin in an instant, a fraction of a second, if it dips below your liquidation point. And if you've already spent all that cash on, I don't know, a business or whatever, a hairdressing shop, a barber shop, whatever it is that you're going to do, if, if you dip, if the price dips and you get liquidated, that Bitcoin is gone and you're not getting it back. So choose your future wisely. If you are going to do it though please go tap the guys over at Unchained Capital in Austin and don't use the New York-based company. Use a good Texas company with good Texas Bitcoiners. That is Unchained Capital out of the capital of Texas, Austin. So please be aware. And that's going to do it for the morning roundup. Episode 434 in the bag. Uh, Help me out and uh, use the breeze wallet to listen to the podcast and you can stream me Satoshi's while I stream you the sweet sounds of my voice and and my coughs and my mispronunciations of foreign nationals names. Um, Yeah, because that really does help. And it's also fun to see because when those sats hit my lightning node, the only people that have actually seen those sats before are anywhere are, are my brothers and sisters in the lightning network that are helping the lightning network grow by putting lightning network nodes and opening channels so that we have in, inbound and outbound liquidity. And I love seeing it. It's great. Otherwise, five-star review on Apple iTunes. Um, thanks to all the people that have already helped me out. Um, it's 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 been an honor, and I will see you on the other side. This has been Bitcoin And, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.